It is time to get this party started. Welcome back to Lit for Christmas, the podcast where the books are full of Christmas spirits and so are the hosts. Join Marty and his friends as they drink their way through the great, and maybe not so great, works of Christmas literature. The fireplace is lit, the tree is lit, the hosts are lit. Grab a glass of something holly and jolly and join us as we get lit for Christmas again. Welcome to Lit for Christmas, the podcast determined to keep you lit for the holidays all year long. Things got a little away from us, your hosts, this month, and so July's Lit for Christmas party will be happening at the beginning of August. Never fear, though, I have this little shot of Christmas cheer to keep you feeling warm and toasty for Christmas in July. It's a little holiday essay I wrote a few years ago. So crack open your liquor cabinet, pour yourself a glass of Christmas spirits, sit down, relax, and enjoy. Just like the ones I used to know. One, Remembrance in the Bible. I have considered the days of old, the years of ancient times. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with mine own heart, and my spirit made diligent search. Psalm 77 2. A Confession I listen to Christmas music all year long. In the middle of August, when dusk sneaks in around 10 o'clock at night, in May, when the world is all lilac and pomp and circumstance. In October, when pumpkin and zucchini appear on doorsteps. In the dead of winter, when the moon gilds snow with silver light. I listen to Nat King Cole crooning about chestnuts. To Judy Garland hanging a shining star. To Bing Crosby dreaming of ones he used to know. 3. Harry Lillis Bing Crosby Harry Crosby was born in 1903, 24 years before my dad. He was old enough to be my dad's dad, yet for some reason I've always thought of them as contemporaries. I imagined them playing stickball just off Gratiot Avenue in Detroit on one of those July days when every breath tastes like gasoline and asphalt. My dad calling to him, knock it into next week, bingo. Or sitting at the Woolworths lunch counter together, watching a pretty red-headed waitress shovel french fries onto plates. Harry and my dad shared the same triangular features, high foreheads, hawkish noses, wedge chins. Harry's face was softer, kinder. My dad's is more severe. Yet they could have been brothers. Of course, Harry Crosby grew up in Spokane, Washington at the turn of the 20th century. And when Harry's recording of Irving Berlin's White Christmas became an anthem on Armed Forces Radio for homesick troops during World War II, my dad was a 15-year-old kid in Michigan 
shoveling snow instead of singing about it. Four, a definition from Merriam-Webster. Nostalgia, pleasure and sadness that is caused by remembering something from the past and wishing that you could experience it again. Five, pleasure. Smell and taste are strong memory triggers. Marcel Proust, in Remembrance of Things Past, describes eating a madeleine with tea. No sooner had the warm liquid mixed with the crumbs touched my palate than a shudder ran through me and I stopped, intent upon the extraordinary thing that was happening to me. An exquisite pleasure had invaded my senses, something isolated, detached, with no suggestion of its origin. Six, more pleasure. For me, it's baked ham. When I smell or taste it, the brine of its meat and ginger of its skin, I experience that same detachment Proust describes, like I'm dangling at the end of some ribbon of time, stuck between now and then. It's December 24th, and I'm in bed, my mother's Christmas ham in the oven, filling the house with clove and verners and heat. It's December 25th, and my father is spreading thick mustard on homemade bread, adding warm ham, making the sandwich. My brothers and sisters drink Fago cream soda. Rosemary Clooney sings in the background. Seven, sadness. In 1928, about 10 years before he wrote White Christmas, Irving Berlin lost his three-week-old son, Irving Jr., on Christmas Day. Berlin never got over his death. Every year, on Christmas, he and his wife went to the cemetery, stood by their son's grave, thought of all the might-have-beens, days at the beach, school programs and dances, birthdays, graduations, partings, and reunions. Eight, more sadness. This Christmas will be the first since the death of my brother, Kevin. In May, I sat in the funeral home, watched my parents mourn. They looked like Russian immigrants, newly arrived on Ellis Island, not understanding the process of admission. They sat, listened, nodded, got their papers stamped, passed through the gates, new citizens. Just yesterday, I caught my father staring at my brother's picture on the wall. My dad looked tired, poor, wretched, tempest-tossed. Nine, Arizona or New York or Beverly Hills. Nobody knows where or when White Christmas came into being. Irving Berlin's daughter, Linda Emmett, once said, I believe it was written in either 1938 or 39, possibly in Arizona, 
possibly in New York or perhaps in both places. Jody Rosen, author of a book about White Christmas, said, Possibly over Christmas in 1937, when he was separated from his family for the first time in Beverly Hills. When Bing Crosby originally recorded it, he turned to Berlin and simply said, I don't think we have any problems with that one, Irving. White Christmas is a song without a home, written through loneliness and longing for something temporal, like a snowflake on your tongue. 10. A little more pleasure and sadness. For my wife, it's pumpkin puff pancakes and eggnog. The cakes were thick, orange, seeped in butter and maple syrup. The nog, sweet, golden, freckled with cinnamon or nutmeg. My wife's mother started the tradition. Everyone sitting around the breakfast nook, tired, eating, drinking, Roy Orbison on the record player, singing about pretty papers, pretty pencils, ribbons of blue. My wife's mother has been gone 20 years now, but on Christmas day or the day after or the day after that, my wife will sometimes make pumpkin puff pancakes and we'll sit and eat and talk about her mother's laugh, the waterfall of it, how it would leave her breathless and weak. 11. An abridged list. Bing Crosby didn't take much credit for the success of White Christmas. He said, a jackdaw with a cleft palate could have sung it successfully. It has been recorded over 500 times. Some of the other jackdaws who sang it include Elvis Presley. Irving Berlin thought Presley's rendition was a sacrilege. Montevani, The Drifters. Ernest Tubb, backed up by the Troubadettes. Ella Fitzgerald. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Bob Marley, The Beach Boys. Barbara Streisand, The Partridge Family, Slim Whitman, Sans Yodel, New Kids on the Block, Neil Diamond, a rocking doo-wop version, Boney M, Rockapella, Crash Test Dummies, a Halloween-y bossa nova arrangement that frightens my six-year-old son, The Moody Blues, Twisted Sister, Heavy metal with a screaming guitar solo. Rascal Flats, Andrea Bocelli. His recording hit the Portuguese and Hungarian singles charts. Boy George, Think Funky, Dance Club Irving Berlin. CeeLo Green, Keith Urban, Iggy Pop. 12. In the Field for Soldiers. Bing Crosby still holds the Guinness record for the biggest selling single ever. 50 million copies of White Christmas worldwide. Bing once tried to explain the song's popularity. I sang it many times in Europe in the field for soldiers and they'd holler for it 
they'd demand it. When I'd sing it, they'd all cry. 13. A Dream There are bombs exploding, mortar shells whistling. I can hear gunfire in the distance. I'm four or five, wearing an army uniform, and I'm surrounded by other G.I.s. They all look weary, wounded. My brothers and sisters are among them. A rocket sails overhead, and we duck, cover our ears. My brother Kevin is in the mud beside me. He smiles at me. Then, somehow, the battle sounds fade. Quiet descends. And in the quiet, a music box plays, like wind chimes on a clear December morning. My dad stands up in front of us. Or is it Bing Crosby? I can't tell. He sings in a deep baritone. I'm dreaming. Kevin is listening. I'm listening. My other siblings are listening. The war is gone. We're all together thinking of baked ham, homemade bread, cream soda, deep white Christmas. Thank you for coming to our little Yuletide shindig. The theme for this show is Jingle Bells Jazzy Style by Julius H., used courtesy of Pixabay. And the Lit for Christmas writing music is A Christmas Treat by Magic 828, also used courtesy of Pixabay. All music, sounds, audio clips, and quotes in this podcast are the property of their individual copyright holders. They are used solely for the purposes of commentary and review. No copyright infringement is intended. Tomorrow morning, drink lots of water, go to the library and check out some Christmas books, visit the liquor store and stock up on Christmas cheer. Your invitation is already in the mail for next month's Lit for Christmas party. The tree will be lit, and so will we. Let's keep the Christmas spirits flowing all year long.